Um, this meeting is part of a discussion series that the North London branch of Workers' Liberty has been running over the past few weeks on the state crime prisons and policing. Um, so far in the series, we've discussed Marxist analyses of the state. We've looked at the history and social function of the police and policing and the wider criminal justice system. We've talked about drugs, the war on drugs, um, possible um, socialist policies on uh, legalization or decriminalization. And tonight we're going to be talking about prisons, um, what prisons represent as part of the kind of architecture of the state and what we might say about them as socialists. Our speaker tonight is Anita, who's a health worker and workers' liberty activist in southeast London. Um, Anita volunteered at quite short notice to help out with this lead-off, so thanks to her for that. Um, the meeting is going to take place in a fairly sort of conventional format. Anita's going to give a presentation, um, and then there'll be time after that for questions, discussions, uh, and so on. Uh, if you've not been to a Workers' Liberty event, either online or um, IRL before, um, we do try and encourage a kind of critical and discursive atmosphere. So um, please um, do feel free to contribute to the discussion. If you want to disagree with something someone else has said, that's great, as long as that's done in a, in a kind of respectful and comradely way. You don't have to ask a question, you can just make a comment. So we, we definitely do want this to be a sort of discursive environment that, that hopefully we can learn from. So I think I'll leave it there. Um, I'll hand over to uh, Anita. And as I say, after her talk, there'll be time for questions and discussion. Okay. Can can everyone hear me okay? Yeah, cool. Um, so, yeah, as Daniel said, um, I've sort of only really very last minute said I'll try and lead off on this. So I'm in no way um, any kind of expert on this subject. I've just sort of had, had a little bit of a look and some ideas, really. So um, I'm just going to share some of my ideas about the subject, but there may well be people here that know a lot more about it than me. So it will be very much um, about discussion as well. Um, I'm going to share my screen. Um, mostly, are you able to allow me to share my screen? Yeah, I think I might need to make you maybe. a co-host co -host to do that. Um, uh, actually not seeing the option to make you the co-host, bear with me. <laughs> I think if you go on participants and look at me on the participant list, then I'm, there's often an option there. There we go. Yeah, yeah you should be on there. Yeah. Give it a go again then. Uh, so, okay. Uh, so... There we go. So I've just got um, PowerPoint really partly just to prompt myself and remind myself what I was planning on talking about. So, um, yeah. Um, so I guess to start with, um, I think this discussion series already has, um, as Dana said, been looking at sort of the nature of the state, um, as you see it from a socialist perspective. Um, and, you know, crime and policing and prisons are all part of that sort of, of, of that state and part of the way in which the ruling class um, rule um, and a lot of um, the sort of criminal justice system is around maintaining that rule and around property sort of in the context of um, a capitalist society. So. I think you've discussed those things probably in quite a lot of detail already. So 
I'm going to sort of take that a bit as red um, and just ha have a look at the, the questions which I've seen on the Eventbrite, uh, which is about, you know, do we need prisons? You know, should we abolish prisons now? Would that be a good idea? And sort of what does justice mean now in the society we're living in and in a socialist future? So I'm, I'm just going to try and cover those things and, you know, put in some facts and figures that I've sort of found along the way. Um, so, yeah, so first of all, the question of justice, I think, is um, uh, tricky and probably means different things uh, to different people. Um, I think, you know, our society as it is, is sort of unjust by its nature um, because it's based on exploitation. It's based on people not um, having the, the freedom and liberty um that you know i think humanity should have um so and that does i think um have like a major impact into when you're talking about about crime and about how people are, are living their lives um and i suppose what i would argue is that the the current system um although it sort of built on this idea that it's that this is justice and this is just what justice looks like um it's it's not it's not delivering justice um and this is this is just not good enough uh really for 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 people and you know we should be much more ambitious um and aim for a, a much more thorough justice as a just society um rather than the sort of the punitive system that we have at present and i think i'll probably come back to uh this maybe a bit more uh, later on, um, because I think the way in which things are really unjust kind of becomes really apparent when you look at actually who is in prison, who are these people that are put in jail and, and what are they doing there um, and how, how does that help or not. Um, yeah, so the other question is about abolishing prisons. Um, and I think ultimately, yeah, we should, uh, you know, we would want a society where we don't have prisons as, as as we know them now, uh, they they don't seem to be a, a useful thing, and they're not helping. I don't think at all. Um, but you know, it would be extreme to say let's uh, just abolish them tomorrow and just let everybody out. There'd be uh, problems with that. Um, so I think it's worth thinking about. You know, well, what what are prisons for? What is what is the purpose of them? Is there anything any way in which they're um, providing any sort of service to society. So I think the, the sort of commonplace view of these things uh, that we see in the press is um, that, you know, prisons are about keeping people safe. Um, the focus in the media very much is um, around violent crimes and protecting victims. Um, and that prisons are part of a way to do this. Um, but, you know, I think the reality is quite different. And the idea of justice is, you know, that people are autonomous, that they're responsible for their actions, and that if they cross certain lines and do certain things wrong, then they should be punished for that. And that that gives some, um, I don't know, some level of satisfaction, I suppose, to people that have been done wrong by. Um, yeah, and I think there's a sort of underlying thing that, you know, the people that are in prison, these criminals are sort of evil and scary and quite different to, to, to normal people and need to be 
we need to be kept safe from them. So I think that's that's sort of what we're told and how we're we're sold um, this system in today's society. Um, so yeah, I think the the idea of, of so these are just figures and things which may or may not relate <laughs> to what I'm saying, but um, I think the the idea that um, you know prison helps and and that this form of justice helps it doesn't sort of reverse what has been done and i think when you hear people um sort of victims of crime speaking even after sort of court sentences and things like that um you know often it's like it's a real cliche but people say it and i think they probably say it because they mean it is that actually however long somebody's been sent to prison for um it cannot undo if, you know, particularly the media is often focusing on a, uh, a particularly damaging crime, a violent crime or an abuse, um, and that it cannot undo what has been done. Um, and I think, you know, that's, that's the case. So, um, so does it help in other ways? Um, I think the other ways in which it might help is, which we're often told, is that it's some kind of deterrent um so but it but you know it doesn't so my thing at the bottom there is just you know 44 percent of people reoffend within a year it, it, it doesn't it doesn't cure the problem it doesn't stop the problem happening in in the first place um and there's no um sort of um relationship between the number of people that are in jail um in terms of the prison population and um, the, the sort of the crime rate. So, um, sorry, this this screen I've got up now is from um, the prison reform report. Um, yeah, prison reform trust in 2019. So I've got got some references at the end. I meant to share them at the beginning, but I'll, I'll do it in a minute. Um, but a lot of the facts and figures that I've got are from the Prison Reform Trust, um, and these things are sort of coming from the um, Office of National Statistics, so they're not disputed anyway. Um, but you can see, you know, we've got quite a high prison population, and the sort of the graphs at the bottom are just sort of showing the complete lack of any sort of uh, link that you could find between the prison population and, and the crime rate. And I think the often other quoted one is sort of in America, sort of, I think it's a long-term trend of them having a huge prison population and also a huge level of violent crime. Um, so yes, yeah, so it doesn't help in that way. Um, I think, you know, there might be an argument in terms of, in terms of containment, but so, but there's a lot of other things that, you know, you could do to address um, the problems that people face and the things that happen. Um, so, yeah, so I think if we look at, you know, well, what are the sorts of people that are actually in prison, then I think you, it sort of illustrates that a lot of the people that are in prison are um, either they're there because of some sort of prejudice against them, um, uh, there are, a lot of them are uh, people who are very poor um, and people who are probably maybe struggling with things in, in, in some way. Um, and, you know, there's, I think, all sorts of things you could see that actually might help people, people the, the situation of people that find themselves in jail. So, 
Um, at the moment, there are 79,645 people in prison in the UK at the moment. That's the number that had generally been going up until the last sort of few years. Um, and I guess the, the sort of the key point is that, you know, 69% of the people in jail haven't committed any violent crime. So this idea of them all being really, you know, terrifying, violent people is uh, false. Um, most, most of the people in jail haven't physically hurt anybody. Um, so, you know, I mean, I think there's a lot of those could very you know be safely released uh, tomorrow in my opinion and that's even more extreme when you when you look at women um it's, there's only a very small number of women in prison compared to men only five percent but out of those 89 percent have not committed any kind of violent crime um so so yeah so in terms of containment it's actually and people's physical safety in society there's only any kind of good argument for that for quite a minority of the people. Um, so yeah, you see more people, there's a, a lot of people in jail have got difficulties in mental health, um, difficulties in terms of drug addiction. Um, and I think some of those that are probably underreported, so the mental health is only sort of people that have actually sought treatment in the last year um, and figures in terms of addiction, which I can't find there now. Um, with people that had sort of reported that as being a problem. So, you know, it may be a lot higher um, than, what, than what it looks like. Um, yeah, so I think um, a lot of those people, it's just not doing them any good at all um, being in prison and it's not necessary. Um, and things have, I guess, got worse in prison, you know, in the last... Um, of decade or so I think we've seen um, things have changed in um, quite a dramatic way um, the government have had this dual kind of position of wanting longer sentences more people in jail and at the same time trying to privatize things and have huge cuts um, in funding which sort of resulted in uh, yeah, the, the prison inspectorate uh, which is you know part of the state um, having many, many, well, I think there were seven that I saw listed, but there may well be more than that um, prison. So there was sort of urgent notifications issued and um, they found they had to sort of start reversing some of the cuts in 2016 because, yeah, prisons were just sort of um, not not functioning at all because they were so poor, poorly staffed. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Um, I think some of these things we may we may come back to in discussion. Um, so, yeah, I think um, so. Now another issue was uh, one of the things that I was going to reference is this um, idea. Of, I think this issue, the idea of prisons, you can look at from lots and lots of different angles, um, and uh, one of the things that um, we had actually an article on our website is about uh, the idea of the sort of incentives and, and privileges scheme. So, um, which um, an activist that we had, had talked to, Joe Black, was describing as, as slavery um, because prisoners were actually sort of being put to work producing products not just to maintain the prisons, which I think is 
often the main work that, that uh, people do in prisons, but also producing things that are then being sold in shops at very low prices. Um, but in terms of monetary pay, you know, the average, just as a decade ago, but the average um, pay for prisoners was only £8 a week. Um, and, you know, if they didn't want to work or had a problem with the, the way in which they were being made to work, then they could lose privileges like uh, ability to have visitors or to go to, to, go to training courses, um, you know, things that are really affecting uh, their day-to-day -day life. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, you know, what was our answer um, is, that a lot of the a lot of the um, crime and a lot of the way that crime is committed is very much bound up with the society that we live in, um, in multiple kind of different ways. I think you can unpick it in different ways. So there's some things that are crimes now, you know, and drugs is the obvious example that leads to um, lots and lots of things being sort of seen as crimes um, and. Um, opportunities, I suppose, for people to be uh, ending up in um, coercive situations with people, um, you know, because there's this sort of unregulated market um, that is there. Um, so I think that impacts on, on crimes in, in a lot of different ways. Um, and the lack of um, sort of opportunities that people have. Um, so yeah, one of the statistics that I had here was um, around, which I found really shocking, was um, the number of the sort of literacy level of people that are in prison. So 62% had a reading age of 11 or lower, which compared to like in terms of the population, only 15% of the UK population um, would have that, of, that, of the adult population would have that um, difficulty in reading um, and you, you know these are all I think products of of the society that we're in so there's, there's so many people who um, are not able to to get the education that they need not able to sort of participate in society in the way that they would like to be able to participate in society um, and have ended up sort of uh, being criminalised and, and brought into the, into the prison system um, rather than perhaps receiving services such as, you know, education to help with housing, help with uh, mental health, help with addiction problems that um, would enable a more cohesive society, I suppose. Um, so, yes, I think it sort of, it just underpins things in, in lots of different ways. Um, an example that I... Um, thought of was um, a woman I met who was um, in a uh, refuge and um, she had um, was there as a, a victim of crime and um, her ex-partner had um, been caught on CCTV you know running after her with a gun um, and she'd, she'd come into a refuge and for her I think uh, in terms of her partner being in jail it wasn't that this was um, justice being served so much as just the sort of temporary containment and her main sort of concern was to try and get herself rehoused and, and move to a different area 
um, before he got released from jail. So, you know, you'd want a society where if that woman had had, like, the services and the opportunity and the financial means just to set up home in another town, then that would have just enabled her to be safe. So I think if you had a, a, a society where um, people are not as restricted as they are um, currently by their lack of financial freedom, then there'd be less opportunity for some crimes as well. Like if people were able to decide what they wanted to do, who to live with, where they would live, and, you know, then, um, then I think that would reduce um, a, lot of the, a lot of the problems that we see in society today. Um, just I suppose as well, you know, the impact um, that going to prison has on people is just absolutely huge. So, um, in, in this one. Yeah, also, yeah, so the fact that, you know, one in seven people are homeless when they're released from prison, only 17% are in paid employment where they're actually having paid to earn taxation a year after they're released. It's like destroying, you know, it's meaning that people are losing their homes, people are losing their jobs. Um, a lot of prisoners even rack up debts while they're actually in prison and are not able to address that while they're in prison and have to face that when they come out. Um, so it's just, you know, totally setting people up to fail, um, taking people away from their families and their networks um, and, and just having no freedom. So it's, it's, I think it's just a really huge measure to take somebody out of life and put them in this situation. Um, and that, that should only you know, people should only have any kind of containment where it's absolutely necessary for the safety of society. And that's a really small number of, of, of the people that we're doing that to at the moment. And I think, you know, that's this idea of, you know, should you um, abolish prisons? I think you would, want a, you would want that containment to look very different. So not about punishment, it's about how, how can you support people? How can you um, enable people to... Um, live lives in, in, in a safe way. Um, yeah, I think that's probably enough of me talking. I'm sorry that's probably rambly, um, but if you want to ask questions, then um, we can kick it around some more. <laughs> Thanks, Anita.